Medic 43, District 1, Engine 51, Response, Cardiac Arrest. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the NCHD Paramedic Podcast. This is Dr. Casey Patrick, and as you can tell by the background noise, we are recording live at Texas EMS 2021. And today we're going to spin away from a couple of our prior Texas EMS more clinical topics and talk about something that really everybody out there in EMS is learning how to navigate these days in the age of social media and immediate information. And that is how we leverage social media to benefit our EMS services, hiring, uh, publicity, all those things. And we have a couple special guests joining us. Uh, Usual medical director, Dr. Dixon, is to my left. And we have uh, Chief of EMS, James Campbell. Thanks for joining us, James. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. My first podcast. I know. It seems like we missed something here. And then down on the far end is our PIO, Misty Willingham. Misty's usually filming us on the other side of the table, but we've wrangled her to join the podcast today. Yes, I really prefer to be behind the scenes, but I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. So start out, Chief, by giving the listeners an overview of how MCHD's push for a more evolved uh, social media presence kind of has happened over the past several years within the service. Sure. I, I would still consider myself new at MCHD. I've been here three years, and, and part of the reason that I'm, I'm here, one of the draws was following MCHD on social media. I can remember uh, the fire department that I was at um, before I joined MCHD. Um, the PIO at the time was posting MCHD contest for turnaround time. So if your crew had a quick turnaround time, you were eligible to get a gift card. And I was following that thinking, man, that's a great way to get crews turned around. Fast forward, I joined MCHD June 2018. Shortly after that, Miss Misty yeah. uh, joined. And um, Misty's background, which she'll go over a little bit, um, really was a game changer for MCHD. She has a, a strong background in, in media uh, with KHOU out of Houston. So that gave us the opportunity to have someone who's a, a professional, really a professional at social media. So we wanted to increase our, our branding uh, on, on social media. We wanted to increase uh, telling our story, our narrative, showing our crews. Um, and we really started to dive into a plan on how we can use social media for both recruitment and retention. And just to tell our story, we've got a great story to tell and somebody's got to tell it. I think most of us in a uniform are probably wanting to not be on the front page of any magazine or article, but thankfully we've got Misty uh, to tell our story for us, and she does a great job. That's a pretty good lead-in, Chief. Misty, t tell the listeners about your background and how you came to EMS and some of the things that you did before before you arrived here at MCHD. Sure. So I went to um, college not far actually from the Texas EMS conference at Texas State University. I have a mass communications degree um, from the School of Journalism there. And after that, I got a job at KHOU in Houston, which is the CBS affiliate. And I started as a production assistant, which is a really low level position and quickly kind of worked my way up to um, becoming a news producer, which in case people don't know, a news producer is basically the manager for a newscast. So um, assignment editors, um, reporters come and they would pitch story ideas to me and I would um, pick kind of the, the best stories of the day to line up in my newscast and then I would delegate responsibilities to um, a team of writers, associate producers, um, 
graphic designers and editors to get um, the newscast going. I would write everything the anchors say. And so that kind of newsroom experience I've been able to bring into this position at MCHD. And I kind of run our social media page like the news of MCHD. Um, so it's just been really fun to take some of that um, experience that I had um, in the news and be able to transfer it to a, a whole new career, but still, you know, leaning back on that media background. Since starting your position, Misty, what are some of the more valuable pieces you put into place? What are some of the ones you're most proud of? And I'll let Dr. Dixon and uh, James chime in as well. We've had some some pretty excellent uh, output over the past couple years. Some I can think of some of the ones off the top of my head, but what are some of the ones that have been most meaningful to you? Sure. I think when I started, there was a lot of hesitancy around like bragging or, or taking credit for the work that you guys do. And I say you guys because I, I'm never going to claim that I can, you know, save a life or that I can, can do anything um, medical-wise that you guys do. But I was just struck by going out into the field with the crews and seeing, like, what they do every day. And they're, they're quite literally saving people's lives and then saying, okay, no big deal. Like, let me grab a bag of chips or whatever. And I was like, no, you guys are doing really amazing work out here. And, like somebody needs to tell that story and like James kind of mentioned earlier like if you're not telling your story like who's going to tell your story somebody has to be proud somebody has to brag about it and so I'm happy that um, I'm the person that gets to do that I think um, some of the things I've put it into we, we actually created a plan like James and I sat down at the very beginning of me coming to MCHD and I was really really lucky because he has been incredibly supportive and I don't know if a lot of um, people in EMS or fire are immediately, you know, taken to somebody who wants to promote the agency or wants to like put you on TV. And even though he was hesitant to do that and hesitant to be the face of MCHD, um, he did it for me anyway and realized the importance of being that person to do that. And Dr. Dixon and Dr. Patrick, both of you guys were, you know, just dove right in, like getting on television. I remember um, I had a conversation with Dr. Dixon in the first, you know, two weeks of me starting with MCHD and he was telling me about um, his stroke program and just all of the things that MCHD was doing to improve stroke care in the county. And I was like, man, that is so cool. And nobody knows that. Nobody knows that if you have a stroke in Montgomery County, you're probably better off than you would be in another county. And um, very early on in the first um, few months, I think, Dr. Dixon, we were on ABC 13 um, talking about, you know, stroke care in Montgomery County. We were. I mean, I, I think it's incredibly powerful, and and I think that James hit on, on the key point of this whole presentation is for EMS services and public services, healthcare services out there. This is a way to get out and tell the story of your patients, your families, uh, and and their interactions with our providers. I think it is is done leaps and bounds uh, for the providers to to allow them to really connect more with their patients and families in these stories so it's uh it's been a pleasure being part of that narrative and i think you've told the help us tell our story in a really meaningful way guys i think a lot of people ask what's your culture tell me about your culture especially people who are wanting to join mchd if you want to see what our culture looks like you can see it on social media that's probably the biggest value uh, that I've seen that Misty's brought to the table is our culture is there. We care about the community. We care about each other. We're united as a team. 
And uh, to see our culture displayed on social media, I think it is incredibly powerful. Misty talks about there's three different types of posts, informational posts, call to action posts, and entertainment posts. The entertainment posts probably make me the most nervous. It's our crews out having fun. And I get a little nervous as are the taxpayers going to be upset because we're having fun at work. Uh, but Misty uh, and I have butted heads a few times, and she always <laughs> convinces me that it's okay. And she's right. It is okay. We do have fun at work, and it's, it's okay to share that. And I'm proud of that. How do we track impact and influence? How do we track engagement for someone like me who is you know, not a social media? Uh, I wasn't born into social media. I, I don't understand you know, some of those uh, metrics. How do we track how well our posts, how well our, our efforts are working, how they're doing? That's a good question. I'll tee this up for Misty, but I'll say that in EMS, just like the medicine, uh, the data is extremely important to us clinically and operationally. And thankfully, Misty has mastered the back end of all of our social media platforms and she can extract all the data so that we can see our impact. And Misty, tell us how, what that looks like. Right, so all the different social media platforms have um, analytics that you can dive into. There's also um, a service that I use called Hootsuite that you can collectively look at all of the data from all the different um, types of social media. So Facebook probably, in my opinion, has um, the best analytical data. You can dive into who your audience is, where they live, um, what post did well, what post has more engagement, what post has more reach. Um, and so, and I also just internally, MCHD, every department at MCHD does um, KPIs. Um, we're all familiar with that. And I also do social media KPIs. So from the very beginning of um, when I started at MCHD, I looked at, you know, how much engagement we were having, the reach that we were having, how many followers we had on each platform. And um, I did it monthly. So I can, I can show the growth that we've had and I can show like how, you know, well we've been doing over the past three years. Um, and it's just been amazing to see that growth. One of the things we do is, is boost it. Misty always asks me, are we <laughs> gonna boost that post? And what that means is anytime we're hiring, uh, we announce on social media that we're going to be having a new hire class and we're gonna be testing these days. For $100, which we budget that money every year, a couple hundred dollars to boost posts, you can specifically target geographical locations in your area or around uh, the country so that your social media message can be broader in that specific area so for example when we went to ems world in 2019 it was in new orleans we were hiring at the time we had a booth in louisiana so we boosted our post to the louisiana region so that more people in that area would see that message and hopefully come to our come to our booth that's again as a non-social media person that's almost mind-blowing that you can do that it seems really useful and pretty cool that, that that's how targeted you can get and that you know we can actually use that to our advantage as everybody out there knows anybody that's listening and involved in EMS right now or any medical field hiring is is of the essence there's uh, it's it's a it's a crisis across all of healthcare and so any advantage that we can use to our favor to improve our outlook there is definitely going to be a positive Anything you want to add there, Dr. Dixon? No, completely agree. Completely agree. You know, it allows you, as she said, allows you to, to tell your story of your service. And I think the really authentic thing about MCHD is what you see is what you get. I mean, what, what you see on those social media posts are really what the service is like. And it allows you to kind of have a peek inside. And I, I like Misty's uh, have fun at work posts, like Sean, uh, Sean's uh, 
emphasis on Christmas every year and, you know, <laughs> dressing up as ambulance and all this type of thing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's let's swing to the potential danger spots for a second because as someone who has been known to put their foot in their mouth in the past, maybe I'm a bit of an expert in this field. <laughs> as Misty's laughing down there, she, she knows that, that I have. Um, what are some of your social media no-nos? And uh, Misty, you can take this. James, you can take it mm-hmm. more from the administration executive side. What, what are some things you see out there that, that are cringeworthy in, in the danger spots? Yeah, I, th- I think the first thing from um, a healthcare perspective and something that I'm always thinking about is abiding by, by HIPAA. We're bound to, um, to HIPAA. It is um, always something on my mind, like are we um, respecting the patients? Um, a, lot of ta- a lot of times in the beginning of my career with MCHD, I would ride out um, with the paramedics and I would take pictures along, along the way, um, but I was always making sure that all of our patients were respected and no I was never showing anything that was um, confidential you know as far as um, HIPAA or the the treatment that we were um, giving to any particular patient I'm also very aware that um, so I'll tell a story about um, we had this amazing um, scene on this an amazing I'm sorry paramedic that's just she's just an absolute rock star in our service and she came upon um this call where a man had been impaled by a pole um, on the side of the road and there was a lot of media attention and there were um you know video cameras out there and everything um and she sent me a photo of her just in the middle of all of these firefighters just totally taking control of the situation she was big pregnant it was this amazing photo and it would have been something so cool to put on social media um but i had heard that maybe um the family was having some hesitancy about um the media being out there and that they were angry and so i decided to reach out to the family even though you couldn't see his face in the photo to make sure that they were okay with us using it and they were okay with us promoting that story um, and it turns out they, they weren't. They wanted nothing to do um, with any sort of publicity, and they were, in fact, already upset that he had been in the media. And so even though it was an amazing story and it would have been something that we wanted to tell in our service, I absolutely backed away, and we never did anything um, with that photo. And it just goes back to having respect for our patients. How about from the executive side, leadership side, James? What are, what are some things that you've seen that... <laughs> you wish you hadn't or kind of habits you see people uh you know good habits i guess it's not all bad but what, what are some of the, the ways that you like to monitor and, and keep close watch i think one of the most important things is trust uh, misty and i've had a lot of conversations where we've talked through what posts will look like um, what's going to work well what might not work well who's our audience going to be so you have to develop that trusting relationship with your your social media administrator but also with the crews if Misty or any social media manager cannot be all over the place at the same time. There's a lot of events going on. There's a lot of good things going on. So you have to gain that trust so the crews will send you content. You want people to send you the content for social media because you can't be everywhere and you can't get those pictures sent to you unless you have that trust. And thankfully, you know, Misty spends time in the field. She spends time with the crews. She spends time with all of us having those conversations so that we have a good working relationship you know, as a team for what our message is going to be. And then when it comes to our message, the next thing I would say is you have to be consistent. You can't let your social media waver. 
Um, you have to make sure you have a consistent message. You don't want it to go back and forth, which means you have to be targeted. You have to have a plan with social mm -hmm. media. It can't be willy-nilly. You can't say, well, today we're just going to do this. You have to have a plan on what you want your message and brand to be on social media. Otherwise, we all know everybody gets their news from social media, for better or for worse, whether you're 12 or 112 years old, that's where you're getting your information. So we want to make sure we have a consistent, uh, good message on a regular basis. Right, and I'll also um, kind of bridge off that and say is while you do want a consistent message and you do want to be posting regularly, um, I love a social media calendar. I love to be able to go and schedule post out, but that shouldn't be the only thing that you're doing. Um, if you're just posting, you know, the the, the Tuesday tips or and you're not keeping up with current events or you're not keeping up with um, things that are of interest in the community it can get a little stale so I like to schedule some posts but then I actually then I like to be reactive um, to daily events as well I think reactive um, leads me right into probably some of my thoughts on this and, and my experience over the past 18 months I, I'm not exactly at home talking to uh, the media and with the COVID pandemic, I would say that both, I'll speak for you for a second, Rob, we've both been more involved than I had been over the past years before COVID, uh, exponentially more. And I definitely have learned some lessons through that, you, you know. Oh, we're getting those we serenade by the bag, bagpipes. I and, like uh, it. This, oh, is, man. this is classic <laughs> live radio listeners. Whoa. You heard it here first. Texas I like EMS. it. Um, I like it. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, you were talking about, I mean, I'll, keep I'll going. pick up on it. Yeah, Casey. keep going. You said, oh, it's you know, <laughs> Andy you, says it's staying in. We have done, we have done more public outreach because uh, it really makes me feel good about our program. Uh, Chief and Misty and, and what we built here is that the, the media sources and the public need information on whether it's on COVID or response to it, and they come to a trusted source right? They know we're a trusted source. So yes, we have been uh, on lots of lots of media more in the last 18 months than, than usual, I would say. But honestly, every time I've spoken to any media outlet or had any media contact, Misty's been there, you know, at my side and definitely helped us manage that, helped me manage that as far as what we say, what we don't say, uh, you know, where, where you run into trouble, what, what off the record really means. There's definitely been, been a, few, a few little flub ups here there's and there. Your, yeah, what it your, means and what it doesn't mean. Yeah. 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 There's your hint, listeners. Cool. There is no off the record. Right, Misty? There is no off the record. <laughs> and we're also not allowed to say no comment either. So she's taught us that. Yes, there's not. That's never a good plan to say no comment. It's going to make you look guilty every time. <laughs> make you look like you're hiding something when you're actually not. So, how about benefits? Chief, Dr. Dixon, what, what benefits have we seen at MCHD from this? The bagpipes are attacking us now. I mean, they are right They're there. They are right coming around us. the corner. Maybe we should, maybe we should wait <laughs> no, and ask that is, question again. I, I think this is super impressive. It uh, is. <laughs> these guys look great, and they're marching right past us. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm pausing. I'm going to ask that one again. That's too loud. Let's go ahead and shift to a parade commentary. Yeah. <laughs> This is a Lubbock fire. Thanksgiving yeah, Day look, Parade. Yeah, they look great. We've got the Lubbock Pipes and Drums Band with the memorial. They got some killer socks. Yeah, on they do. They're in the socks. They have kilts. Yeah. The uh, caboose there has a sweet stash. <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. 
<laughs> so what are some of the benefits we've seen at MCHD, both from the executive side and from the outside contact side? Misty, James, what are some of the, the benefits that we've seen with this growth over the past two to three years? Two things come to mind immediately. Every new hire class that we have, we try to hire about 20 people per class. And when Misty goes in and gives her a presentation on our social media plan, because we, like we said, have a plan and we start it right when they walk in the door. Um, she says, who here has seen our MCHD social media page? Every class she's been to, 100%, everybody raises their hand. So people are paying attention to our social media and it's, it's, it's a recruiting tool. It's their first impression of us. Huge benefit. Uh, the second benefit uh, that immediately comes to mind is that social media is a conversation and Misty does a great job. The public constantly has questions for us, feedback. They look to us as a trusted resource, whether it's COVID, whether I can get my CPR class done on Saturday and Misty is, engages the public back. So it extends our reach into the community uh, much further than we all can on a handshake by handshake face-to-face -face method, which that reach is incredible. Anything, Misty, from the community side? What, what, what positives have you seen from a, a community response uh, standpoint as far as positive feedback from the community, positive feedback from, uh, you know, uh, watchers and, and lurkers, those sorts of folks? Right. I think kind of what James mentioned kind of hits it on the head of just being responsive to the public. You know, a lot of um, EMS agencies, they don't think about social media and media this way, but it's really... Um, a conduit to be able to get your message out to the public and to be able to get information out to the public. You know, not everybody nowadays, um, we used to put, you know, flyers on bulletin boards like at the grocery store and stuff like that. Now everybody's on social media. Um, I think I have some, some data here. 81% um, of people are on YouTube. I mean, that's insane. So I know that we recently, you know, started working on our YouTube channel and putting the MCHD Paramedic podcast on YouTube, which if you haven't, if you listeners out there have not started watching our um, YouTube channel, you should start doing that. But um, this is just the new way of reaching the public. Um, we all wanna be able to, to talk to our community and to let the taxpayers know that, hey, we're valuable and you're getting you know a, a really good bang for your buck with MCHD. And so that's just a part of the job that I was tasked with here is um, let the public know what we're doing every day. And I was going to lead into where we see this going in the future, MC, MCHD, social media presence, where you listeners out there, if you're thinking about expanding your social media efforts, which directions we would, we would want to go, where one could go, and YouTube is definitely one of those. And honestly, I guess I have to take a quick second and say, you know, the podcast is part of this effort as well, and we've, you know, we're on episode 100 and something now, and, and lots of listeners, and lots of feedback, you know, everywhere I go, positive by and large, that, hey, we listen to you, we use you in a, in a you know, paramedic school, or I listen to you for my paramedic exam, or, you know, I heard about this protocol, and uh, that stuff's always super, super positive from my standpoint. I know we've had, Dr. Dixon and I do the, the NEOP lunch, and I know we've had several comments in NEOP lunch from, from new hires from locally and, and nationally that have, you know, listened to the podcast, so there's I guess nothing is, is, I guess the old days of the flyers and the, uh, and the, and the job postings are probably long gone. That's ancient. Um, so I think it's all part of the total package. Anything right. else you see future-wise? I'd actually like to, Dr. Patrick, give you some um, props as well and Dr. Dixon. Um, 
you guys expanded outside of just the paramedic podcast, speaking to paramedics and actually started talking to the public a little bit during um, COVID. And I think that that was a great way to not only explain, ex- expand our um, social media presence and our YouTube channel, but just another great way of reaching out to the public and getting a little bit outside of your comfort zone, Dr. Patrick, when you were doing these COVID talks. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. And I mean, it, it's been a force multiplier for our educational program here. I mean, we have a very vast uh, area to cover and lots of different levels of providers within the system, both first responders and within our ALS system. And that we developed the podcast to reach all those different providers and to have a consistent non-varying educational platform for them to utilize but with youtube and the putting the podcast on the youtube channel and taping it has really been a force multiplier to get us even uh, expand our reach even farther so we're very grateful and if tomorrow here at texas ems i guess what, what will be tuesday uh chief campbell and misty will be giving a formal talk on this so that was sort of the the uh push to to spread this to the podcast uh, medium as well, t- taking it back, the take-home points from my standpoint, listening and learning as, as uh, Misty and Chief talked. You know, you have to have a consistent message. You have to have somebody behind that message who knows how to craft it and to have that conversation. You can't be afraid to talk about the good that you bring and the positive that you bring to the community. And you have to, um, you know, be scheduled in some sense and in another sense be, be uh, spontaneous and be willing to to hit the high points each day and each week where the unexpected comes. And then I guess from medical direction side, even if it may not be 100% comfortable for me or for us, uh, we are the medical uh, faces or at least some of the medical faces of the, of the service. So when a trusted resource is needed for the community, I, I guess given in and, and <laughs> played that role. <laughs> Dr. Dixon is better, better at that than I am. But, um, I, I definitely see a, a positive progression uh, from a medic satisfaction standpoint, from new hire standpoint. Uh, I think the benefits are, are really uh, multiple across the community, across the service. And I think this is definitely something that if you're not doing in your service, you're not taking seriously or at least considering, you know, how to expand your social media presence, I think you're probably uh, behind the curve. So thanks, James. Thanks, Misty, for joining us today. Anything else anybody wants to add or wrap it up here? No more thank you so pots. much for having us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. No, great piece, guys. As always, if you have questions, comments, ideas for future podcasts, please email us, podcast at mchd-tx.org. Leave us a like or review wherever you listen or watch. If you leave a four-star review, Dr. Dixon cries. We don't like it when he <laughs> cries. No, no tears podcast here. Thanks for listening, everyone. Seriously, as always, we'll talk to you again soon. This podcast was brought to you by the Montgomery County Hospital District, Texas. Production and editing by Andrew Adams. Questions or comments, which are always welcome, can be sent to podcast at mchd-tx.org. Make sure to subscribe above to keep updated to all our future casts. Music, copyright, Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.